How can I find cross-training opportunities? There's so many variables that might contribute to this answer, some which are in your control and some which are way out of your control. In today's video, I'm gonna give you my recommendations for securing a cross-training opportunity. And towards the end of the video, I'm gonna give you a free little tool that you can use to help you evaluate your readiness and to assess your potential hireability into a cross-training role. First, you've got to do some research. Do a quick job search for the modality you're interested in. You need to really find out how many jobs are actually available in your area. If you look over a period of time and you really don't find any, it might not be the best location and or time to cross-train into that particular modality. You can also ask to see if your employer is doing well financially. A lot of the decisions made into cross-training are budget-related. Find out where the closest school is for formal training, and that includes clinical rotations. Research online or self-study courses for learning the didactic portion and start taking the lessons. Just take some initiative to go out there and get started. Let your leadership team know you're doing this. If someone else was recently selected over you, ask why. Be professional in your approach, but ask your manager, hey, is there anything I can do to increase my chances the next time a position becomes available? Next, you can also consider whether moving might be appropriate for you in your current situation. If there aren't any schools or employment opportunities in a modality that you want to learn, sometimes you have to go to them. You can also look for jobs at organizations that support cross-training. Check the job boards and discussion forums in career websites like Indeed or CareerBuilder. You can even go on Yelp. Just make sure you're looking at recent comments and don't look for just single reports of disgruntled employees. Make sure you're seeing trends in comments. The next tip I have is simply to get lucky. Well, I guess it's more than that. Do you believe you can make your own luck? Whether you do or not, you may have some influence in it. Sometimes just being in the right place at the right time works. The problem with that is it's sometimes outside of your control. However, you can seize potential opportunities to help though. I'll let you in on how I got my cross-training opportunity in IR and cath lab. I was working in the x-ray department on a particularly slow day and someone from IR walked over to our department. There was three or four of us techs sitting around and one of them said, hey, can one of you prep a gastro enema bag and come help us? Well, of course, three of the four people went running. Nobody wanted to do it. And I, I thought, you know, what's the big deal? I'll do it. No problem. So I prepped the bag. I got some supplies and I went over to the IR room. The doctor had been doing a nephrostomy tube placement and this was percutaneous and he thought he may have nicked the large intestine. So under the sterile drape, he asked if I could go tip the patient, run some contrast in, and he was going to look for extravasation on live fluoro during the procedure. Turns out the patient did not have a perforated colon, but the next morning when I showed up to work, I was offered an opportunity to cross-train into IR, which in that hospital included the cath lab. We rotated IR and cath lab duties. So just being there, being willing to help, going in with a good attitude, I think created an opportunity for me in that particular situation. Same thing with CT. I believe they were doing a biopsy and they asked me to come help. 
because I was their fluorotech who was used to doing sterile procedures like lumbar punctures and, and myelograms and arthrograms, they wanted me to come over and help with the sterile prep for the patient. I did that a couple of times, and before I knew it, they offered me a chance to train. You can also work on your reputation. It's possible that you are an ideal candidate and you just haven't yet caught a break, or maybe you're new to the field and you haven't been trying that long, but just consider this. Maybe there is a reason you're getting passed up. Ask yourself honestly if you fall into one of these categories. Are you a constant complainer? Do you have a lot of corrective action? Do you have limited scheduling flexibility? If you can't answer these honestly about yourself, we've all got that one friend who is not afraid to be brutally honest with us. Ask them. I'm not saying these are the reasons in 100% of the cases, but they're worth checking off your list. Other less talked about reasons may actually include illegal discriminatory practices involving your age, race, sex, cultural background, sexual orientation or identity. These are very difficult to prove, but consider looking for opportunities elsewhere if you believe this is happening. These take a long time to resolve through the appropriate channels. So unless you're at a place for the long haul, it might be worth looking elsewhere if you truly believe this is the case. Let's talk about a few things you can do to improve your chances about how they acquired their opportunities. You can offer to help in the area when you're able to, and basically increase your presence so they start feeling like you're part of the team. Let people know you're interested and you're motivated, and it doesn't hurt to increase your scheduling flexibility. While these are all great things that you may already be doing, it might help to know what leadership looks for in cross-training candidates. First is return on investment. They need to know that the expense of training you is going to pay for itself. In other words, they need to get a certain amount of productivity out of you once you are trained, licensed, and working independently. It costs probably fifteen dollars to $20,000 for a 12-week training program out of that department's budget. So it's going to take several months, possibly even more than a year, to allow the department to work you in that uh, specific advanced modality to be able to be in the positive as far as budget goes and recuperate some of the funds that they paid for training you on the job. Like I said, a lot of these things are evaluated based on department budget and their current needs at the time. You can check your engagement level as an employee. Do you just show up and punch in and do minimal effort and go home? Or are you actively contributing to the success of the department and coming up with solutions to problems? They look for good work ethic. What are you doing when the patient volume is low? Are you sitting around earning money? Are you cleaning? Are you restocking linens? Are you checking contrast expiration dates? Are you doing things to keep busy? They want to know that if they're paying a lot of money to train you, that you're going to be a good investment, not only for the busy times, but for times when it's slow. Leadership also looks at adaptability. Do you have difficulty learning new things, maybe new technology, or adapting to changes? Policy changes happen all the time in radiology. Think about how you reacted and dealt with and moved forward with the last change that occurred in your department. That could have been a new x-ray system, uh, maybe a new electronic health record system. Maybe it was just 
a different policy on dosimeter badges. Who knows? But how did you deal with it? Was it a problem for you? Or were there any struggles that you can recall? I want to give you a bonus tip here. You can always check for companies near you who guarantee a cross-training opportunity. Sometimes those opportunities are posted in their job posts. Sometimes it's just a common thing seen in a company's reputation. So I know this is a lot of information. It's a lot to digest. And I think gathering information, gathering data, gathering facts, and evaluating them to really see where you're at and where you need to be to really improve your chances at cross-training opportunities is the best thing you can do for yourself. So I've created a free resource for you. It's a worksheet to help you assess all of these things. You can download it for free and it'll help you provide the structure you need to realistically evaluate your chances for acquiring a cross-training opportunity and to give you tools for success moving forward. If you happen to be watching this on YouTube, I'll have a link in the description. If you're listening on the podcast, I'll put the link in the show notes. Or you can always just swing by jeremyandfinger.com to check it out on my website. I've sectioned this worksheet into three sections, modality assessment, personal effort assessment, and a self-assessment where you're actually looking at your own attributes. It's a fillable document if you prefer to type, but you can also print and write on it. I really think worksheets are a great way to improve accountability for yourself and to make assessments and plans based on facts rather than feelings. The most important thing you can do after completing this worksheet, and there's even a space on the worksheet for this, is to schedule an appointment with your supervisor or manager to discuss your intentions, And you may even want to have the worksheet handy as part of your discussion. It's supposed to help you get organized. I hope this information has been helpful for you. If you are somebody who's already been cross-trained into another modality, I'd love to see in the comments what opportunities came to you, what modalities, and really how, how did you come across them? And of course, if you do decide to download the worksheet, let me know how everything goes. I'll talk to you soon.